When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to the Solid Verbal. The Solid Verbal. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I've heard so many players say, well, I want to be happy. You want to be happy for a day? Eat a steak. It's that woo-woo! And now, Dan and Ty. Welcome back to the Solid Verbal, boys and girls. My name is Ty Hildebrandt. Joining me, as always, over there in beautiful Chicago, Illinois, the man with the plan, the one and only Dan Rubenstein. Sir, how are you? Very little in the way of a plan, but I did just eat Korean fried chicken and I did just go to a restaurant supply store to re-up all of the pizza supplies I need because I keep getting more and more friends and family and neighbors making orders and I don't know if I have the time to make them all, but I'm going to try. So I'm planning on doing that, but I also came up with a plan for today's show, which I'm pretty happy about and I did it last week. So I've had a bunch of time to get ready for it. And also, and I don't know if you had an opportunity to do this because I didn't tell you to. And I think I should have because if I if you're not told to, I don't know. If I was not instructed to do so, there's a near zero percent chance that I did. There were spring quote unquote games played over the weekend. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to watch any of them in full or in uh, highlight packages. I knew that they were occurring. Uh, okay, that's a good first step. <laughs> but that's the extent of it. Okay. Um, I don't know how much you missed or didn't miss because it just sort of confirmed a lot of things. I mean, we assumed Bryce Young was going to be at least very good when given the opportunity to start at quarterback for Alabama. It turns out really good. He looks really good in whatever setting and however much stock you put in uh, the Alabama spring game. Also, I learned that I think it's Jaquincy McKinstry is, uh, you know, an up and coming defensive back has a nickname of Kool-Aid. 
Okay. So okay. Yeah. There was that. There was one point where Nick Saban said, "Get off the goddamn field, Kool Aid." <laughs> that was fun. Um. So that's good. Alabama has a bunch of really good players. C.J. Stroud looked like the better of the quarterbacks I competing saw, for the starting role. Yeah, I saw Columbus. the Ohio State quarterback situation. Seems like it's a good shape. Like they all look pretty decent. Yeah, the freshman got on it. Got in on some some reps too. Kyle McCord, I guess redshirt freshman, whatever he is. And then I watched some of LSU. Max Johnson looked sharp, and uh, Keaton Slovis looked sort of up and down for USC. But again, this is, you know, spring games. He's in that. He's going to be the starting quarterback for USC. Don't know how much that performance meant because a lot of the times these quarterbacks are sort of trying to push the ball more than they normally would because there are no real repercussions if you have the starting role locked up. Right. Well, so, more to come. Yeah. More to come on that front. Certainly. I have more. Get. I have more like two minutes worth of highlights to watch for multiple schools because that's about all I can take of spring games. Solid yeah. two minutes. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to dive in as well, and we will cover that at some point here in the very near future. But this, frankly, is an idea. As you said, you came up with it last week, which never happens. Especially, <laughs> what is it? Mid-April. Yeah. We came up with an idea last week that we're going to execute now. Like that does not happen. In it this doesn't year. mean it's a good idea. It no, means no, it's no, an no, no, idea. No, no, no. But in SVHQ, this is not something that typically occurs. You True. came up with the idea kind of around NBA Jam. Mm-hmm. In this case, it is CFB Jam. And what we've done here is with some help from the internet, we went out, we polled people to see what their favorite duos were. And there's a catch here, which I'll let you explain, but we basically have NBA Jam style teams for yeah. 32. We came up with more. We couldn't include them all. 32 Power 5 schools, and we're going to go through matchup by matchup and break it down. Now, it's completely subjective. We 100% forgot to include certain players that we should have included about, you know, regarding these schools or combinations that would have been better than what we came up with. And we expect you to harass us about everything that we messed up or omitted. So essentially what I wanted to do, just because I, I, I've seen, you know, I think homage or homage, whatever wears, uh, excuse me, produces those NBA Jam style shirts. But like you can get it with like Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute. NBA Jam. See, they, they changed it to another thing. Um, but also because the draft is coming up and we are sort of laser focused by we, I don't mean we, but we as a people, as an, as a football dork, people are most laser focused on those first round talent types. And what seems to separate the first round talents from the rest of the draft is these are the players that that arouse your college football brain. These are the these are the players that that tighten your emotional football pants. Okay. Does that make sense to you, Ty? <laughs> it does. I did not expect that left turn, but continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you didn't expect that left turn from me after all these years. Um, so basically, I have a randomizer. We have a list of 32. We couldn't come close to including every school and every incredible player and or combination of players, but we have 32 because it's there's only a limited amount of time on this podcast. And 32 combinations of players at associated positions associated positions for this purpose means 
a quarterback and a running back or a receiver or a tight end. So somebody a quarterback would hand the ball off to or throw the ball to. Uh, a pairing of offensive linemen, you know, a tackle and a guard, a tackle and a center. So a, a, an outside offensive lineman and an interior lineman. And then on defense, an interior lineman and a an edge or, you know, defensive end, whatever. And then inside linebacker, outside linebacker, safety corner. So those are the associated positions. So like if we were doing pit and you said... Aaron Donald, Shady McCoy. Which I did do because I still don't understand the rules and you're counseling me through this. Yes. Um, they don't play associated positions. They're not a tag team duo, right? Like you're not getting uh, Aaron Donald one play and then Shady McCoy the next, right? So they're not a duo. They happen to be on the same team, but they're not working in tandem in the way that you would want in this made up game that I made up last week, right? Right. But that being said, we have people write in about what about Russell Wilson and Melvin Gordon? That would count. Yes. So I'm saying mixing and matching eras is incredible. I think that is a great what if element to this exercise. So we've got a list here, as we said, 32. Mm-hmm. You've got a number randomizer, and we are just going to pick some of these out of a hat. Did you want me to keep track of them somehow on this doc? Please do. Please okay. do. All right. So we're going between one and 32. Do you have any housekeeping you want to take care of? I mean, you should go to verballers.com. Verballers.com is the Patreon. We are doing our best to keep the content flowing. Also going out to newsletter.solidverbal.com so we can sign up for the newsletter that we're going to send out. And uh, additionally, follow along on social media. I I think Mm -hmm. I say that every show, but we're going to be doing some fun stuff here over the next few months as we get a little bit closer to the season, getting a little bit bigger in the window and believe it or not, it is something we're starting to think about. We also have some cool stuff that we're planning, for, I believe, for the month of May. If yes. you looked at the calendar. Yeah. Correct. Month of May. So stay tuned. We've got fun stuff coming. But that's all I have, Dan. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. Okay. You ready? So the first random number between 1 and 32, the first matchup, the first duo is number 14. Number 14 is Anthony Barr and Miles Jack. Okay. So an outside linebacker, sort of an edge rusher, Anthony Barr was very destructive. The the early, what, 2010s? Uh, and Miles Jack, same era. Miles Jack actually ended up playing running back for UCLA some, went two ways, but he himself was a crazy athlete, a high draft pick, and this was at the absolute apex of UCLA's defensive dominance, which didn't last for very long, but they did have an excellent defense for, for a couple of years there. So that's your first killer duo. Okay. And they are taking on, you ready? Yes. Generate number five tie. So that UCLA linebacker Ooh. duo against Marcus Mariota and DeAnthony Thomas, who did overlap uh, at the University of Oregon. And I, I did have an alternate of um, like KV on Thibodeau and DeForest Buckner, which is pretty crazy. But essentially, if you were starting a football team or you were facing a football team, you're starting a football team who arouses your college football senses more or who are you more Man. scared of if the other team has the has that duo i think i go mariota and DeAnthony thomas because in thinking back to that team they were so dynamic that was right in the height of the chip kelly era and there was so much creativity in that offense so much explosion the you way know. that they used DeAnthony Thomas in that offense was so damn fun. I mean, they used him as a slot receiver. They used him out wide. They used him in the backfield, a lot of motion. It was just always something to please your college football brain. 
Uh, that was super exciting to me. So I, I have to go with Oregon here, despite the fact that Miles Jack was really damn fun in college. That was yeah. a story that we covered, if you'll recall, time and again. Miles Jack playing him all over the field. The way that they used him was so much fun. But for me, it's it's I got to go Oregon here. Yeah, you have a Heisman winner. You have the all-purpose talent in DeAnthony. I'm going Oregon. I mean, you have 100-yard speed with both Mariota and DeAnthony Thomas. That's scarier, and I just I have to make it personal to me. That arouses me, unlike many other of these <laughs> names, because uh, I'm an Oregon fan. Okay, uh, so they I would advance. say of all of these, of all of these here that we've got in front of us, Mariota and DeAnthony Thomas would be top five for me. Like if I were going through and picking an NBA Jam team. Mm. Okay. My team was okay. always the Charlotte Hornets. I was Alonzo Morning. I was Muggsy Bogues. Oh, not Larry Johnson. Or and was Larry he on a Johnson. different team? Oh, no, yeah, no, no. Grandma and Larry Hawk. Johnson. Yeah. Those three guys. That that was my team. Always and forever. Okay. Sometimes I would mix and match with little Patrick Ewing and John Starks and jump around. But Mariota, DeAnthony Thomas would be in my top five. Easy. All right. You ready for the next matchup? So Oregon it. moves on. All right, we are doing number 10, which is who? Number 10 Ooh. is Wisconsin. So you've got a, a a selection here to make. You've got written down Joe Thomas and Travis Frederick, which yeah, you know, that was, was, that was that was submitted, yeah. Submitted and formidable. I don't see how you can't go Russell Wilson and Melvin Gordon here as like your your alpha of those two pairings. Well, there are very few in this listing incredible offensive line duos. This is one of them. Travis Frederick, interior lineman. Joe Thomas, Hall of Famer, left tackle. Do you think that Russell Wilson, Super Bowl winner, uh, one year with Wisconsin, but was incredible, incredibly efficient and productive. Mel Gore, of course, was record-breaking. Do you think you are more scared, you would say, of Russell Wilson and Mel Gore? 100%. Okay. Then we'll, 100%. Go with, then we'll go with that duo instead. We acknowledge that duo of Joe Thomas and Travis Frederick, but we're going in the, the more lethal offensive direction. They're taking on number 24. Randomly, number 24 is RG3 and Kendall Wright. RG3, man. So same era. RG3. Whoa. RG3 in college was... Unstoppable Heisman winner mm -hmm. in his own right, but he was unstoppable. I feel like the tandem of Russ and Melgore is a little higher level than RG3 and Kendall Wright, even though Kendall, no disrespect to Kendall Wright, he was awesome wow. as well in college. But for me, it's Russ, Russ and Melgore. Now, are you letting the NFL success seep in? I will probably show some bias in that regard yes but in this case because rg3 had an incredible rookie year he got hurt and he was never the same if i now, remember correctly. i think i think for me the reason that i wouldn't go baylor here is because of kendall wright i feel like russ and male gore is and kendall wright was so good i know i know he was good they're all good that's why they're on this list right russ and male gore to me is higher level than rg3 and kendall wright i think i'm going rg3 I think really? I'm going RG3 because of the danger factor. No pun intended with danger, Russ. The danger factor with RG3 and his legs. 
Like you can't say track speed for a lot of fast dudes. You can say track speed. He he ran for the Baylor team. I think he won like the Big Twelve hurdles as a high school senior. So that element paired with the creativity and the the lethal element of that offense, as opposed to the offense, which was very, very good and very strong that Wisconsin ran. I'm going RG3 because I would be more scared as a safety or middle linebacker taking on an RG3 team with that duo than I than I would be with Mel Gore and Russell Wilson. So we've got a split decision. Can we flip a coin? We do. Let's let's flip a coin. Do we have? All right, I'll, we... I'll hit the randomizer again. The, yeah, odd. You odd want number? even or odd? Um, I'll say even is Wisconsin. Odd is Baylor. Yeah, RG three three is odd. Okay, here we go. It is six. So Wisconsin, Wisconsin. gets the the nod. Okay, Wisconsin That's not a bad on. choice. Okay. All right, so we'll stick with number six. Number six is Auburn. Another difficult choice here. This is one where I wanted to go with Cam Newton and Bo Jackson, and you said no. That's yeah. That's we got to do since two thousand. That's that's the other caveat. That's going to violate Sorry. the rules. So fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. We've got some interesting, interesting so, names here. So I have Cam Newton plus either Trey Mason or Anthony Schwartz. Anthony Schwartz is not the best pure receiver that has played at Auburn these last twenty one years. He is the scariest receiver that Auburn has had with the ball in his hands. And so that's why I included that name. Um, again, another legitimate track speed. And I, Trey Mason has been... I think been, you got to go Trey Mason. Unless you want to go Cadillac Williams or Ronnie Brown. Ooh. Well, Ronnie Trey Brown Mason... really fun. Yeah, wow. Okay. Trey Mason ran for 300 plus yards against a good Mizzou defense in an SEC championship. And they set. gave him the ball like a gazillion times that season. Right. Yeah. Okay. Who who is Auburn going against? We can sort this out. Okay. Uh, Auburn and so oh, I alternately I had Carl Lawson and Derek Brown, which was submitted and which would be ridiculous. <laughs> or you could do Carl Lawson, Nick Fairley. I still have nightmares. Ooh. Okay. 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 They are so Auburn's facing off against. Did we already do number fourteen? We already did number fourteen. UCLA will generate again. Number twenty-seven. Ty. That's USC. Ooh. Wow. So it's wow. either. What a matchup do we have here? (laughs) Either Carson Palmer, Matt Leinart, or I suppose Matt Barkley and Reggie Bush. Has to be Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush is there. I think it has to be Leinart. So from a productive and winning standpoint, Leinart is obvious. From an ability physically, that's where it gets trickier. Sam Darnold is scarier physically. Matt Barkley has definitely a bigger arm and had a bigger had bigger individual seasons personally, and Carson Palmer had a an enormous arm, and he just was not paired necessarily with the defense that Matt Leiner was the USC right. defense. Now you could go other side of the ball as well. There's all sorts of incredible defensive linemen and linebacker duos and corner safety duos, but in terms of pure college football arousal, it's hard to make the case for any single USC player above Reggie Bush. Agreed. And if I would you're agree saying with that. Reggie Bush. You're saying a quarterback. Yeah, I look. I take your point on Carson Palmer. I take your point on Matt Leinart. You want to go, you know, Leonard Williams, Jarrell Casey. I'll listen to that. But, but listen, listen, Reggie Bush should listen. He's hold your breath scary. Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, that USC team captured all of our imaginations. It has to be Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush. No offense to Carson Palmer. It has to be Leinart and Bush. That was a near dynasty in college football for a few years running. Do you think Matt Leinart's NFL career, not that we're taking it into account 
based on what he did or didn't do as an NFL quarterback. But does that make you view his college career more of a game manager than standout scary quarterback, being that he was surrounded by the level of talent he was? Well... I, I don't Look, know. Look, he made incredible throws. He, was, he was so huge good in college. Games. He was so good yeah. in college. And uh, we have quarterbacks like this every year who are very good in college and they don't, their game doesn't translate to the pros. Right. And that's fine. So I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think I am able to separate out the NFL from the college. And I just remember Leinert and Bush together on that team. It was ridiculous. So I am going to have a hard time picking anybody over Weiner and Bush. It's interesting, though, that we've got this Auburn matchup. So Cam Newton. Well, you have the single most physically talented yeah. player, perhaps in college football history in Cam Newton. Yeah. Cam Newton was ridiculous in his own right. I don't know if he's got the compliment in Trey Mason, certainly not in Anthony Schwartz, who's exciting, but doesn't rise to this level. Ronnie Brown, Cadillac, whoever you want. Ricardo Lewis, Seth Nick Williams. Fairley, if you went Nick Fairley with another member of the defensive line over these past few years yeah. with Auburn, that's compelling to me as well because Nick Fairley was borderline unblockable. You know that as an Oregon fan. Correct. I think I got to go Liner and Bush. I, I just, to me, it's a no-brainer. You got to go Liner and Bush. Well, so then here, let me ask, let's, let's eliminate the duo element. If nobody is matching up on either side, Reggie Bush or Cam Newton. If, if Notre Dame is facing, Reggie Bush. is Reggie Bush? Reggie Bush. Okay. Well, Oregon did do a fairly good job, no pun intended, job of stopping Cam Newton in that national championship game. I'm going to go Reggie Bush as well. I'm going to go Reggie. It's just it's an impossible decision. It's impossible. He He's forever going to be like this legend in the college game. And not to say Cam wasn't. Cam was incredible. Right. Cam, you know, altered the course of Auburn football. Mm-hmm. But man, that Reggie Bush, huh. I sound like an yeah. old head now, but that that to me was just like that. If anything captured my imagination from a college football standpoint more, I don't know what it would be that that Reggie Bush team with liner, man, that was and the Rose Bowl against Texas. I know we've got Texas on here. We're going to talk about Vince and yeah. we got Jamal Charles. Like, I don't know. To, to me, it's just it's hard to pick anyone over these two. So then would you say Trey Mason or Matt Liner? Probably Liner. Okay. Yeah, it, I think it's got to be Liner. Okay. All right. Number eleven. Do you agree with that? By the way, would you go USC as well? No, I would. I would go Cam really? Newton. Yeah, I would go Cam Newton because when your quarterback is just a more important position. Reggie Bush depended on an offensive line. Reggie Bush depended on receivers to block downfield, and he depended on. Uh, you know, Matt Leinart getting him the ball when he would line up as a receiver. So he he was dependent enough. Whereas Cam Newton with the ball in his hands, you think you've stopped Auburn for a drive on fourth and four, and he falls forward for a first down. He has 75 yard speed, as we saw. I mean, you don't LSU. have to prove out that Cam Newton is good to me. No, 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 but I'm just, there, there is something about an unstoppable quarterback that started for one year and didn't lose a game and won the Heisman and National Championship. Yeah. That is always going to be inherently just a little bit scarier than any other position. All right, so I'm making up a new rule on the fly here. I'm going to say okay. that we each get we each get two two golden tickets, 
where overrides. Okay, yeah, we can override the other. I'm going to use one here to go yeah, USC that's over fine. Auburn. There's no strong, strong argument for Cam over Reggie Bush unless you just feel that way. You're like, okay, that's I agree. Yeah. Um, okay, so number eleven is our first one. Okay. By the way, with this new rule in mind, would you like to go back and alter the course of that Wisconsin Baylor matchup? We decided that on a coin flip. Penalty kicks. Uh, no. Okay. I think I'm going to pass. Okay. Moving on. Where are we going next? Okay. Okay. Number 11 is Johnny Manziel and Mike Evans. Oh, man. Who put up about 38,000 yards against Alabama. Oh, man. <laughs> over the course of a couple of years. Um, nobody is not holding up their end of that duo bargain. No. That's that's an incredible tandem. Mike Evans, size of a an athletic tight end and the speed of a receiver and was unguardable yeah. for his time at Texas A&M. And Johnny Manziel, of course, legend in, in a way that very few are in the sport. And our, our second duo number is, uh, we've already done number 10. Our second duo number, let's regenerate. Number 13, Ooh. former conference mate. <laughs> Texas <laughs> Tech. Sound effects. Pat Mahomes yeah, Tex- and Michael Crabtree. Yeah. This is the no-brainer. In terms of is there, there can't be another player, right? Like there, there's not another quarterback. There's not another position group. There's not another receiver. It's these two. There has to be. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else I'd throw in the mix there. I mean, you want walk-on freshman Baker Mayfield? He was not on the level of Patrick Mahomes by the end of Patrick Mahomes' career as a freshman. Hmm. I think I there mean are guys. You want pro- Graham Harrell? The, that would be the only thing. But I feel like you'd probably be doing yourself a disservice if you went Graham Harrell over Pat Mahomes. No, no. Graham Harrell was a really strong system air raid quarterback. Patrick Mahomes was a star. Was special. Yeah, yeah. I'll go Mahomes. Uh, I'll go Mahomes. So we've got. Wow, this is good. We've got Mahomes and Crabtree. Versus Manziel and Evans. To me, the answer feels very obvious here, but I want to give you the opportunity to go first. Uh, I, I'm going Johnny Manziel and Mike yeah, Evans. It's it's like a no brainer, right? Yeah, they might win you're the ta- whole thing. You're you're comparing two otherworldly outer space astronaut duos. Yeah, but there's something about Johnny Manziel's specific college career that Patrick Mahomes sort of kept developing as a pro and obviously Johnny Manziel did not work out as an NFL quarterback for all sorts of reasons but as a college quarterback the the lore and danger of Johnny Manziel as incredible as Patrick Mahomes was as a college quarterback and as Michael Crabtree was maybe the all-time greatest freshman receiver of all time I'm I'm the the physical scariness of Mike Evans paired with the unpredictability and lethal element of Johnny Manziel, at least when he wasn't playing LSU. I'm going with the Aggies here. I think you got to go Aggies. By the way, I've noticed here in your sheet that there's a numbering issue and Georgia is not with a number. What's so give them a number. <laughs> we'll give them. Okay. They'll be here. Hold on. Yeah, here we go. I'll do. I'll oh. here. We'll move. I'll move them to the bottom. Okay. They can be our play in team at the very end. Okay. Continue. Okay, so you ready for the next random number? Okay, here we go. Oh, man, I'm actually kind of nervous. (laughs) (laughs) 
Number two, another. This is an impossible one that we're just gonna this have to is, make a ruling on the duo. Yeah, um, is the Florida Gators right? So you probably, if you're gonna go with a quarterback as good as Kyle Trask was, there's something that's a little bit scarier, even though he's not as good of a thrower. About Tim Tebow, it's got to be Tebow as that bull rushing danger. It's got to be Tebow, and it's got to be Percy Harvin. Got well. Be. It's Percy Harvin over Kadarius Tony because Kadarius Tony is a Percy Harvin type because Percy Harvin is the prototype. Correct. In in Florida speed annals. Uh Kyle Pitts is a tight end, not like really any other tight end we've seen recently. So you I, that case is He's, something. He, yeah, I mean it's it's not going to fall on deaf ears. It's a it's a very strong case for yeah. Kyle Pitts, but again, much the way I was a sucker for Mariota and DeAnthony Thomas. Yeah. DeAnthony Thomas falls into that Percy Harvin vein. Um, yeah. He was, well, there's he also was the versatility. Percy, yeah. He was Percy Harvin after Percy Harvin. Right. So right. I I got to go Tebow and Harvin here as my as my duo. Who you who else do you have here? You have two. Well, I mean, right? you could go like Carlos Dunlap and Sharif Floyd. Floyd. There's guys all over. You know, you, Ahmad Black was terrific at safety. They've had this history of incredible corners. You go like, you know, Tease Tabor, like all these guys these past 20 years. They've CJ Henderson. There are a number of guys that have, especially in that defensive backfield, but pure scariness. I mean, they won a national championship with defensive ends. I'm still going right now. I'm, I'm still going to be that romantic and go Tebow Harvin. Got to go Tebow Harvin. All right. Who are they going against? Uh, Tebow and Harvin are facing off against number. Did we already do number 27. We already did number 27. Uh, do we already do number 28? We did not. This oh, is another, wow. this is a great one. This is a heavyweight matchup. This is, this is what it's all about right here. Wow. Okay. I, I want to go with my alternate, which I think you are going with as well. Okay. So just because it's too easy to compare the same position duos. So LSU, I think it's relatively obvious if you're going to go offense, it's probably Joe Burrow and OBJ. Okay. I, I would listen to Leonard Fournette. I was going to say Leonard Though, Fournette. Those Bama games. Pretty ridiculous. Those Bama games weren't great. Um, you can go Jamar Chase, who just won the Blitnikoff, which is, I believe, a award they give to pretty good receivers. And they obviously have that connection. But in terms of special, I, I, I mean, was Jamar Chase a more special receiver than OBJ at LSU? Hard to know because he was playing in a much better system. Much better system. Much more receiver-friendly With system. With a better quarterback as well. Yeah. Yeah. But the natural talent of OBJ is off the charts. It's off the charts. Yeah. That, so, that whole, if you go back, and I'm sure LSU fans have, if you go back and look at the receiving talent that some of those teams had that they did not fully harness, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a total indictment of the old system. Now, I also have down here, just because... It's a duo that basically nobody else in the sport can replicate. Patrick Peterson and Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. Yeah, right. Honey Badger is another one who captured imagination, isn't he? So there's the versatility. There's the return game. There's special teams lining up in different places on the field. You know, it's safety in the slot, you know, slot corner or whatever, nickel. Uh, He was all over the place. Played outside corner some. I also have Devin White and Quan Alexander. Yeah, now, I mean, there's a case there, but it's not nearly as strong as Joe Burrow with either OBJ or Fournette or Patrick Peterson with Honey Badger. 
What about Glenn Dorsey and like Tyson Jackson, or Sam Montgomery or Barkevius Mingo? So Glenn those, Dorsey was borderline Heisman. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think I think it's one of those first two. It's either Burrow or Fournette and OBJ or OBJ or Patrick Peterson and Honey Badger. I'm going to go with Patrick Peterson and Honey Badger. I'm going to use my override because Really? For this? Yeah, I'm for this. I'm going to use my override here. One because I want to get some variety in these matchups. I mean, pick Not a different have... pick a different team to get variety from, man. This I mean, you're going to go against Joe Burrow? Well, I'm asking you, what is what is better defined LSU football these past 20 years? Lethal offense or incredible speed and talent on defense? I mean, it's over the definitely course of 20 been, years, it's definitely been more a story of right. defense. But the biggest story of all was a once in a generation team led by Joe Burrow. Sure. If you want to use your override, you can go ahead and use it. I would go. Talking, I would go Burrow and Fournette if it were me. Burrow Fournette over Burrow and OBJ or Chase? I would go Burrow Fournette because Burrow was unstoppable and so was Fournette. OBJ was ridiculous in college, but he was not nearly the larger than life figure in college as he became in the NFL. Okay. Leonard Fournette, 2015, has 31 yards against Alabama on the ground. Leonard Fournette, 2014, has nine yards on the ground on five carries against Alabama. And in 2016, which I believe he was beat up some, had finished his career with three straight double-digit rushing games, uh, a zero against Alabama, zero points. He had 17 carries, 35 yards. And then in a 10-point performance, LSU losing 16 to 10, 12 rushes for 40 yards against Florida Gators. Right. That comes after going for 284 against Ole Miss, <laughs> that stretch. Right. So that is that is an element to me. All right. Okay. So we're going with, you're going to go with defense then. I'm going Pat Pete and Honey Badger. Yeah. Either way, I don't think we can go over Tebow and Harvin. I don't see how you could pick any duo, especially this duo over Tebow and Harvin. T- Tebow, another once-in-a-generation quarterback. The offense that he ran with Percy Harvin was fun as hell to watch. Honey Badger, outstanding, versatile. Again, I keep saying captured imagination, but he did with his versatility. Mm -hmm. Patrick Peterson was good. I don't... Did he have the star power of a Tim Tebow? That's a different... It's not as glamorous a position. I don't know, man. I think you gotta go Tebow Harvin here. I don't... don't, It seems like a no-brainer to me. I think I'm going to go Tebow Harvin as well. I do want to point out one thing that's actually going against, uh, I guess, Patrick Peterson and Honey Badger. These are the quarterbacks in 2012 or 2011 that LSU was facing. I mean, it's Tyler Wilson, Aaron Murray, A.J. McCarron, John Brantley, Connor Shaw, Randall Mackey, Jordan (laughs) Rogers, Chris Ralph. (laughs) Chris Ralph. Now, LSU wasn't going against Jarrett Lee, but in some ways they were. <laughs> um, Clint Mosley, Morgan Newton. Okay. So not a quarterback-heavy era in the SEC. Okay. 2012, we do get Johnny Menzel. You get Dr. Bo, Tyler Russell, more Jordan Rogers. You finally get Zach Mettenberger at LSU, Connor Shaw. You get casual dress James Franklin entering into the league. But I think it's... Yeah, I think it's it's Tebow and, and Percy. It's got to be. It's got to be. All right. 
we're gonna have to break this up into two parts. I hope you're okay with Is that. Is that true? This show, the show, we're gonna have to break up into. Okay, two so parts. we'll go through the first round now. We'll do the first we'll round, yeah. Subsequent rounds. Okay, yeah. so uh, we need random numbers, right? Random numbers, yeah. Okay, here we go. Number four, Penn State. Oh, this is good. Okay. Okay. This is. There are a lot of options on both sides of the ball here. Yes. You want to go Dan Connor, Paul Podlesny, Podlesny, Micah Parsons. I, so I there's options. I think you got to go. It's either Michael Robinson and Saquon or Trace and Saquon. And I could probably yeah. be convinced either way, but who who is their opponent? Please don't tell me yeah. Notre Dame. Please don't. In do terms of <laughs> uh, the random number, it's going to come up. It's coming up as 22. Texas. Texas. Ooh. Vince Young, Jamal Charles. Wow. This is good. <laughs> this is good, Dan. What tone you have? I think it's got to be... Now you're talking about when we mentioned Cam Newton, you're talking about the the unmatched physical talent. Vince Young is in that conversation, of I know. course. I know. Of course. I, I think it's gotta be Trace and Saquon. If I'm picking what? I think I go Trace what? and Saquon. Okay, defend this point. Defend what point? Defend why? He's like the winningest quarterback in program history. So you're taking Trace McSorley over Vince Young? No, 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 no. I'm oh, saying taking over, him over Michael Robinson. Over Michael Robinson. I'm not taking. Okay. I'm not taking Penn State over Vince Young. No. Yeah. So Michael Robinson ended his career probably on a higher note with who? I think it was Galen Hall was yeah. the Penn State offensive coordinator yeah. back then. So not nearly as open a system, even though it was Ricky Ronnie, right, who finished out Trace McSorley's career. Um, Michael Robinson, scarier runner, bigger. Was eventually an NFL fullback. Similar passing numbers his senior year and McSorley's final season. But yeah, Trace the, the height of Trace McSorley as a quarterback was certainly higher than Michael Robinson's. And Saquon Barkley seems like the most physically impressive Penn State player of these past 20 years. A 20 years that has seen an incredible number of, you know, guys up front on defense. Defensive talent. And, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's it's but Saquon's a guy that pops. Saquon pops, but nobody pops more than Vince Young. What Vince Young did at Texas, he single-handedly won a national championship for Texas Longhorns. Had a good team around him, no Sing- doubt. Yeah, I, I don't know about single-handedly, but in that game, he was a force of nature for sure. He, but that he was a really them, complete team. Willed them to victory in that game. Yeah. In the Rose Bowl. So, I look, I don't care who you pair Vince Young with. Vince Young's got to be, be moving on to the next round here. Jackson Shipley? Sure. Any of the Shipley's doesn't matter. I don't care. It's Vince Young. Um, so, interestingly, Jamal Charles, like his his freshman year, 119 carries. Uh, sophomore year, 156 carries. And his sophomore year wasn't as good. And he was probably most effective. He had, you know, 1,600 yards. But his, his per carry average as a receiver, he was really good as a freshman. He was... Almost more effective as a rotation guy, even though he did put up those 1,600 yards. He's, I mean, we're still talking about, what, Cedric Benson as an option. C-Benz, yeah. Uh, there, there's been a lot of good uh, Texas running backs over the past 20 years. Receivers, I don't know, Quan Cosby, Jordan Shipley, they, they haven't popped nearly as much. Um, and Ricky Williams was, I think his final year was 98, so he doesn't count. So, yeah, I'm going to go Vince Young in Texas in this one. 
It's got there, there. There were some disappearing acts from Saquon. Again, he is a, playing a position that's dependent on the success of others, whereas Vince Young is the success. Yeah. All right. Where All right. are we going next? All right. We are going number nine. Have we done? We've we have done nine. Yes. Okay. We're going number oh, man, there are some good 31. Ones still on the board. 31 is Mizzou with Chase Daniel and Jeremy Macklin. Which is an underrated pairing here. This is a good yeah. pairing. Now, this is also a Mizzou program that has had some electric talent along the defensive line. Sure. High high draft picks, high level of success there. So there are duos there that I don't know. I don't I don't know how you feel about some of those guys. It's gotta be Chase Daniel and Jeremy Macklin. They were they were ridiculous in college. Has to be. Okay. Has to be. Even over casual jest, James Franklin. Yes, yeah, for probably. sure. Of course. Uh, not of course. James Franklin was very good. Um, he wasn't this good. All right. Number, they're facing off against number 16. Another difficult decision. Whoa. Florida State. Yeah. So. Do you think this is difficult? Yeah. Well, the problem is Derwin James and Jalen Ramsey kind of played the same position kind of a slot corner rover safety outside linebacker when they needed to be in certain cases because those two guys just in terms of physical talent are just off the charts so you could i don't know i don't i mean i guess it's Jameis and dalvin it's gotta be Jameis and dalvin dan it's gotta be yeah yeah i mean look they competed against oregon for a long time that duo so <laughs> you gotta hand it to them um, i i think it's i think it's Jameis and dalvin moving on here I, I, this is a no-brainer. Say what you want about Jameis, but as a college quarterback, he was just was lights out. He, I mean, that yeah. 2013 offense was all was unstoppable. All time, yeah, unstoppable. Okay. Next matchup. Wait, hold on. That was was that the first matchup or the second matchup? Was that the first duo or the? I'm second saying duo? it's got to be Jameis over Mizzou. Jameis over Mizzou. Oh yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course. Okay. Sorry, I blanked on that. That's how much Mizzou left an imprint on me. Um, number 29. The Solid Verbal is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a question. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Would you take a nap? You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had a little more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you in the first place. Therapy can help you figure that out and help you make it a priority so you can do more of it. Therapy can benefit everyone. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, or just trying to find the best version of yourself. It's not just for folks who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash solid today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash solid. Number 29 is Tennessee. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I would say they've, they have an all-time popping running back in Alvin Kamara, but they didn't necessarily use him as often as they should have. <laughs> and I don't think they have a quarterback who would complement Alvin Kamara's talent. Depending on how you feel about Josh Dobbs or Jonathan Crompton, I don't know. 
but don't think they have that quarterback. So I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball, and I'm going to go with Albert Hainsworth and Derek Barnett. Albert Hainsworth, one of the all-time great yes. SEC players. Right? <laughs> a, a friend of mine tried to block Albert Hainsworth because he played offensive line for Vanderbilt, and it went poorly. Yeah. Very, very poorly. One of the all-time greats. So yeah. it, it makes sense that Hainsworth would be in here. That they've had like they've got guys who pop. Like I wanted to find a corner who would compliment Eric Berry, but I couldn't I couldn't zero in on a guy that I felt like was worthy of. Hainsworth Eric Berry. and Barnett just, feels right. That feels good. Hainsworth and Barnett. Okay. Um so Tennessee, Hainsworth and Barnett taking on. Let's see if we got a number we haven't done. Have we done number 10? We have done number we 10. We have. Damn. <laughs> have we done number 18? We have not. This is Ooh, a this is... sneaky pairing right here. All right. We've got Mark Herzlick, who I believe was an outside linebacker. I double checked this. Mark Herzlick. Great story. Great college linebacker. Luke Keekley. Yeah. Perhaps the best inside or middle linebacker of the modern era. On both levels. This would also be like a real NBA jam duo right here. This yes. feels like this would be a real pairing. And yeah. I I feel like you gotta go with Herzlig and Keekley. Yeah, I'm gonna go Herzlig and. I feel like you gotta right like two yeah, the awesome Keighley linebackers. Numbers, yeah, the Keekley numbers are off the charts. Herzlig was really good. Obviously, got sick, but man, it's it's a question of did Albert Hainsworth play inside in a dominant fashion. That was unlike what Luke Keekley did. Because Derek Barnett also set records and was incredible as a pass rusher. And Albert Hainsworth was borderline unblockable. But the level of Luke Keekley, I don't know. I mean, in terms of scariness, Luke Keekley was going to shut you down, knew what you were going to do, and was going to make the tackle. The quarterback of the defense, right? Right. You weren't breaking Luke Keekley tackles. But then again... You might not survive an Albert Hainsworth tackle. <laughs> so actually, I'm going to say Hainsworth from pure fear. If that is a sense that we are going to include in this, I would say I'm as scared of Albert Hainsworth. This has nothing to do with his, you know, pro run-ins with penalties and suspensions. Stopping, Just yeah. What he was able to do in terms of breaking up the interior of an offensive line. Luke Keekley was, is incredible. The height of Albert Hainsworth was essentially as scary as pretty much any interior defensive lineman. I mean, you have Sue. You have all sorts of players who are crazy good. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Tennessee here, actually. Interesting. All right, are you going I, BC? I would go BC. I am not going to use my my override here. Okay. So we're going... I'm going 29, Tennessee. We're going Tennessee. Okay. Um, next, number one. Oh boy. Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Notre Dame. Do you want the offensive line duo or do you want the linebacker duo? Wow. Well, so here's the thing. Which offensive line duo are we going? And, with? Or do you want who who would be the quarterback? Would it be Brady Quinn? Would it be Jimmy Clausen? We're not, we're not doing any quarterbacks with Notre Dame. Okay. I mean, there have been good receivers though. Even Michael Floyd, Golden Tate. There have been very good receivers. Yeah. Really good tight ends. There have been for sure. But I think I think it's clear here that you either need to go with it's got to be some combo of Quinton Nelson with Ronnie Stanley or Mike McGlinchey. Um, all of these guys have been really high draft picks. Ronnie Stanley, I think, is the highest paid offensive lineman, the highest paid tackle. 
in the NFL. Quentin Nelson is a perennial pro bowler. And Mike mm-hmm. McGlinchey was drafted ninth overall a few picks after Quentin Nelson when they mm-hmm. got picked and played in a Super Bowl. So maybe hasn't quite gotten the NFL accolades, but has been very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, though, a situation where we have to make sure that the NFL prowess doesn't seep into our our grading of this. But it's unique me, in that there aren't a whole lot of offensive line combos that we could cite. Correct. To me, I mean, Florida State has some good options there way back when. Um, I think Quentin Nelson pops on like any other player on this list. And we're talking about Manti Teo, Heisman finalist, and Jalen Smith, you know, all-American caliber. Uh, the, 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 other, is, the other names that we have here, we have Manti Teo and Jalen Smith. Right. Manti Teo, Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith remains underrated. An all-time athletic and successful Notre Dame linebacker. So good. So, so freaking good. His career, the way it ended in the bowl game with the injury, his comeback story to now be a a prominent, productive member of the Cowboys is like ridiculous. And Manti Teo, look, the story of Manti Teo at Notre Dame, what it sh- that should not be overlooked either. Manti Teo, uh, talk about capturing imagination. Good Lord. That's mm-hmm. there, there are no greater examples of that in a literal sense. But was awesome in college football was also very, very good. Yeah. So we've got options here with Notre Dame. Where is the fear? Where is the fear from you? Are you mo- you've you've rooted for both of these duos? Like, would you would you rather run into or would you rather try to run by either of these linebackers or would you rather try to bull rush Quentin Nelson? I wouldn't want to do either. I think the I answer here is McGlinchey and Nelson. Okay. I'm on the same page, I think. I think Nelson is the single scariest person here. Yeah. We don't have a whole lot of offensive line combos like this. Mm-hmm. So I think that in and of itself is unique. You got to go with those two. Who are they, who okay. are they going against? Uh, let's do our number randomizer and hope that we have a number 30. Number 30 is Pitt. This is a great literal matchup. Pitt. Wow. Pitt. Okay. So the obvious one is obviously Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. who was every bit as good in college as he is now in the pros. Yeah. Who do we want to pair Aaron Donald with? So I have Jabal Sheard. Okay. I believe was an All-American end. Longtime NFL player. Sure. But... Essentially, there's nobody you could put next to Aaron Donald. You'd be like, oh, yeah, they're relatively on the same level of scariness. So that was that was the best I could do. But in terms of college football scariness over the past 20 years, it's hard to have that conversation without Aaron Donald. Now we're seeing Aaron, essentially now, Aaron Donald against Quentin Nelson. Wow, that's a good matchup. <laughs> that could actually happen too, right? It probably has. I don't know if the Colts have played the Rams. Um, I, I think the fact that you've got two first round anchors on the left side of that line for Notre Dame in McGlinchey and Nelson, the height of that to me feels much higher than Donald and Sheard. However, I mean, Jabal Sheard was a second round Jabal pick. Jabal Sheard was a second round pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not It's a talking. really good matchup. I'm going to go McGlinchey and Nelson. And I'm gonna use so, my I'm gonna use my override if you decide you want to go pit. Wow, you're dictating. Okay, that's right. Um, 
Well, yeah, I'm going to go pit then since you'll lose an override. Fair enough. Fair enough. Showed my cards um, a little too early, but I'm okay with it. It's okay. Um, all right. I think we've got a couple more, right? Couple, got a few more. Yeah. We got, we got okay. a couple more here that we can do. Okay. Uh, number 11, I think we've done. No, no, we haven't done. Arkansas. Number 11. This is a sneaky good one, too. This is sort of an exception to the rule that I'm going to count. It was a submission, and I said, you know what? I'll, I'll allow it. So it's not Shady McCoy and Aaron Donald, but... No. It's Darren McFadden. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Felix Jones. Yeah. So Darren McFadden playing quarterback enough. <laughs> okay. The Wildcat for Arkansas. It's a bit of a technicality, but it works. I think it was, what, 2007. Um, I mean, you can go with whoever. You want to go Ryan Mallett or Tyler Wilson, that's fine. Um, and Darren McFadden. I think it probably has to be McFadden in the conversation. Yes. There's no better duo, I don't think, across Arkansas football. They had some interesting defensive linemen in like 2014, and obviously there were there were good receivers there uh, during the Petrino time. But yeah, Darren McFadden pops upon pops. So we'll go McFadden and Felix. Now, if you want to change Auburn to Ronnie Brown and Cadillac Williams, you're welcome to. But. Actually, no, they didn't run the Wildcat. It was was when Ronnie Brown was with the Dolphins, right? Right. That's when they was a Wildcat quarterback. Okay. So, yeah, we're, I'm going Felix Jones, Darren McFadden here. I'm allowing it. It's my show. Okay. Next. We need the, an opponent. Next topic, yes. Uh, number 20. No, we've already done that. Yeah, make this. Number 20. Ooh. Miami with Ed Miami. Reed and Entrell Roll. Yeah. That is interesting. Antrell roll all over the field. A bunch of different positions, of course, Ed Reed. All-time, all-time, all-time safety. This has to be Miami. This has to be Miami. Miami with Ed Reed and Antrell roll. Yeah. Too I, much speed. Those defenses were too good and too NFL-laden, and Ed Reed was at the heart of them. These guys were preposterous at yeah, both I levels. I like that word. Yep. At both levels, they were so, so good. And it's interesting because we've got a defensive back pairing here with Miami. We've also got a running back pairing in a sense, with McFadden and Felix, which mm-hmm. is a fun tandem, but I got to go read and roll. I just, yeah. It's a no-brainer. Same page. Okay. All right, next number generation. Number 25. We've got a scary combo here. Arizona State with Will Sutton and Terrell Suggs. Mm-hmm. Terrell Suggs, Will Sutton. Okay. Do you have any just initial thoughts about the two of them? Will Sutton, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year in 20... I don't remember. 13, 12, somewhere in there. Or both. It looks like both. Um, First Team All-American 2013, Consensus All-American 2012. Seems like a pretty good college career. I remember more of Terrell Suggs as a Raven. And he was scary good. I went back and watched Terrell Suggs' ASU highlights, and it was like that but against like a Washington state <laughs> tackle. <laughs> so imagine what Terrell Suggs was doing. So we Terrell didn't Suggs go Vontez perfect. ASU. Well, I mean, Terrell Suggs was an outside linebacker, you know, edge guy for the Ravens, but he, he was a hand down defensive end okay. for the, the Sun Devils. Okay. So we could go perfect. We, we could, if we could figure out a way to get two running backs in there, we could figure out a way to get Vontez perfect in there for a, with an outside linebacker, like a rush backer. Yeah. yeah. I, I desperately wanted to put Suggs and Perfect together, but can I we do went that? back and watched. Can we? Well, can I went we back that? and watched. It was his hand was in the ground. He was uh, a true end. All right, all right, fine. I had that issue with uh, 
in the other direction with David Pollock and Georgia. Like I, I didn't, I couldn't find anybody even approaching how good David Pollock was on the inside of that defensive line. Good players, good players. David Pollock, all all timer right. for Georgia. Right. So that was very difficult for me. Okay. Um, so I had to go another direction with the Georgia players. Um, so Will Sutton and Terrell Suggs against. Nope, we don't have that number. <laughs> this is really good audio. Uh, don't have that number. Do we have number 26? Nope. Do we have number 15? Iowa. Oh, see, here's a good offensive line duo. This is an interesting duo, and it, it's very befitting of Iowa, is it not? Of course. We've got here... And I like the matchup. In. I like the defensive line against the offensive line because we can use our imaginations a little bit better for a head-to-head bat- matchup. We've got the Worfs and Scherf pairing Worf and Scherf, like Surf and Turf. Versus Will Sutton and Terrell Suggs, Dan. Terrell Suggs, yeah. Um, Worfs was incredible, I believe, this year for the Bucks, but more importantly, he was amazing for Iowa. And of course, Brandon Scherf was just an animal. So... First round picks alike. Who I don't gets know if, you I don't the know pop if I have factor? a lean here. I don't know whose pants lean. who's who makes your pants tighten, Ty? Probably who the, would you probably the Iowa you, offensive line? Oh man, Terrell Sox was so mean. He was very mean. <laughs> so mean. If you would find a way to put Vontae's perfect in there and Terrell Suggs, I would go or Terrell Suggs. I keep saying it wrong. I That's would okay. definitely go ASU. Will Sun was really good on the inside of that line. I think I might go the Iowa dudes. And those dudes pop. I those bolded dudes it. Were, they're dangerous. They're nasty. Yeah. So we got, okay. I'm I don't feel good about three, it. Three, that was tough, five, but six, that's where I'm seven, going. Eight, nine, ten. We basically have five more matchups to do. And All right. We have let's to zoom figure out what them. to do with Georgia because they were the odd man out, but. Let's work okay. our way through. I'm just going to do this at random. I'm not going to do the number randomizer. I'm just going to do the Dan randomizer. Okay. Let's go teams with the same colors, essentially. Michigan against Cal. Cal has a sneaky good pairing here, don't they? They've got a great pairing. Or they I mean great two pairings if you want to look at it. Yeah. So I think we would agree that Michigan is Denard Robinson and Braylon Edwards. Offensively, I don't know how you feel about Mike Hart. I don't know how you feel about Jake Butt, who had a very good career. I don't know how you feel. I mean, they've had decent receivers these past 20 years. Mario Manningham. But Braylon Edwards seems to rise above some droppy issues, dropsy issues as well. But Denard Robinson is probably the offensive player who run literally runs away from this conversation in terms of scariness. So... You had to find a running back or receiver. That to me, I think you go Braylon Edwards. And then defensively for Michigan, I'm willing to have a conversation about, you know, Rashawn Gary and Chase Winovich or Jabril Peppers and Devin Bush. There are, there are options there. Yeah, but you're not going to go over Denard. Can't go over Nard Dog. Nard Dog, he, he's in that conversation with some of these other guys, the, the Reggie Bushes of the world who just were larger than life in the college yeah, game. Yeah, Denard Robinson in that Rich Rod offense. Yeah. Mm. Got to do a, it. A, a pretty insane combo. So here's what's you interesting do... about the Cal side. Yeah. Who do you pick on the Cal side? 
you've got a couple obvious ones in Aaron Rodgers. Ayub. Sorry. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Marshawn Lynch, and Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. I'm assuming we can't go Marshawn and Deshaun, can we? We cannot. And here's the thing, though, about Marshawn Lynch. He was a really good Cal running back, but there was a, they had a series of really good running it backs. It did. And I don't even, like... It did. Probably Javid Best was their most incredible home run threat. You had J.J. Arrington, who was really good, and Justin Forsett, who was excellent. But, yeah, there is something... I mean, if we're playing the scariness element of this, Marshawn Lynch is the answer there. I think it's Aaron Rodgers, Marshawn. So, are you going Aaron Rodgers and Marshawn... I'm going, going Denard I'm going and, Denard and Braylon. Braylon. I got to go Denard and Braylon. So at a certain point, you're saying Braylon or Marshawn then. That's fine. I, 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 I just think Denard Robinson is far and away the answer here. It could be Denard Robinson against like three guys. Did he hurt you? Did Denard Robinson hurt you he as a, a Michigan and a Notre Dame and Penn State fan? He did. Okay. Yeah, he did. Well, so then, I mean, that's first-person experience. Yeah. Okay. I'll accept it. I'm not going to override it. Um, Louisville? This is so good. This is going to be so tough with Louisville. Lamar Jackson, Devontae Parker, who made incredible play after incredible play. Right. And then we'll go with somebody equally athletic at quarterback, Eli Manning. <laughs> And I mean, you can choose whoever you want here at receiver for Ole Miss because they've had. I mean, you want Laquan Treadwell, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Elijah um, Moore. AJ Brown was really good. Yeah, we go AJ Brown. Yeah, man, Laquan Treadwell though, physically, if we're talking about scariness. Well, we had a sound for Laquan. Maybe we go him, Laquanasaurus Rex. Right. I just don't know how you can take anybody over Lamar. We're going to come to a point in this competition where we get a little bit deeper. And it's going to end up being like Denard Robinson against Lamar Jackson. And we're going to have to have a car, a very hard conversation. Yeah. I mean, we're also talking about an Ole Miss offensive line with some big names. Sure. We're talking about an Ole Miss defensive line with some Kim Diche to it. The whole Landshark thing. You have, yeah, the secondary was great. I just, it's got to be Lamar. Okay. Put him forward. Lamar it is. Okay, let's go. These are sort of opposites, but not really opposites. Stanford and Andrew Luck with Christian McCaffrey by his side. Now, keep something in mind about Andrew Luck. Everybody thinks about, oh, he was so cerebral and had this great arm and was himself changing the plays since like day one and making calls and shifts and doing everything, giving more responsibility than the average quarterback early on in his career. Andrew Luck loved running over people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Andrew Luck was not afraid to drop a shoulder if the pocket broke down and he started running. Now, Christian McCaffrey goes without saying, I don't think Iowa touched him in the first half of that Rose Bowl. All apologies to Hawk fans. But Christian McCaffrey, another level in terms of all-purpose college football players. I would, I would agree with that. Just all-time, all-purpose. And I'm going to go with Andrew Luck's father's school, West, West Virginia. Virginia. Now, okay. the obvious duo is Pat Whitesleaf, Steve Slayton, because they were together. We saw it. We saw them exist as, you know, this yin and yang. But 
Tavon Austin never played running back and then decided to play running back because they didn't have any. The years didn't have any against, I believe, Oklahoma and ran for 944 yards that night. I think I think Tavon's still playing in the NFL, isn't he? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. I don't know how that's even possible at this point. That's like eight years. He's a free in. agent. Yeah. Seven years in. Yeah. He's only 30. Good Lord. We're getting old. Okay. So we've got two all purpose great players in Tavon Austin, Christian McCaffrey. And we've got a scary-ass runner in Pat White who was able to make plays with his arm as well. And Andrew Luck. I think it's got to be Stanford. And I, that that you should not imply from that statement that I did not enjoy the freaking hell out of watching those West Virginia teams with Pat White and Steve Well, Slayton. first of all, you going Slayton or Austin? I probably go Slayton. Or wildcard David Sills caught a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> caught a lot of touchdowns. I'd probably go Pat White and Slayton. Okay. And I think I got to go Andrew Luck and Christian McCaffrey. Man. In the pairing. In the overall matchup, I go I think Luck so and McCaffrey. Too. I think so too. And I, Tavon Austin, will always hold a special place in my heart as a West Virginia Mountaineer. Yeah, man, they had some it's like stupid special players there. Noel Devine. <sighs> so this is it this hurts. is interesting. It hurts. This is interesting the way that this is broken down because the last five teams we're gonna have to figure out again something to do with Georgia. We'll stick we'll stick them on one of the other winners. Well, I mean, it's and a play in. Um, yeah, I guess Georgia. The combo is depending on how you feel. I mean, I couldn't find an interior defensive lineman to put next to David Pollock. So then. From that point, I said, okay, are we doing Roquan Smith and Jarvis Jones, inside-outside linebacker? That's pretty friggin' scary. Right. Or are you just going the obvious offensive, well, at least quarterback to receiver in Matt Stafford, A.J. Green? I guess depending, I mean, they've had a lot of really good running backs as well. Nick Chubb, Sonny Michelle, no Sean Moreno. Got real, real strong dudes. I, I think you got to go Stafford, right? I think you go Stafford Green. Stafford, A.J. Green. All right. So no, we'll put- Stafford David Green in David. an all quarterback wildcat. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Stafford and AJ Green. So we'll find a place to insert them. That'll be our wild card insertion where okay. we just eliminate a team and replace them with Georgia in the next round. So, okay. Let's go Oklahoma with Kyler Murray and Adrian Peterson. Okay. Or Baker. Why, I was going to say, why Kyler over Baker? And it's perfectly reasonable to to say so but i don't both really strong runners kyler probably i mean definitely faster yeah i i will let you pick i don't discriminate here between the two do you want baker i mean it's got to be ap all day but who do we want out who do we want Um, alongside him so they each play in a playoff semi in a losing effort Kyler with a slow start, but made some incredible plays against Alabama. And then Baker Mayfield double overtime loss to Georgia. I'm just from pure scariness. I'm going Kyler. Yeah. All right. We've got Oklahoma with Kyler and Adrian Peterson. By the way, you're going Adrian Peterson over a very long list of incredible pass catchers. Ryan Sterling Broyles, CeeDee Lamb, Sterling Shepard. Yeah. Sure. For Jermaine sure. Gresham. Yeah. Got to go, Adrian Peterson. Okay. We will pair them up against Alabama. Okay. 
this is impossible. It's I don't it's, know how you select a defensive duo for Alabama. Yeah. If you if you're going to suggest any defensive duo, you can select from a combination of like 17 players. Right? If you want to say Jonathan Allen and Quinn and Williams. Okay. Great. Not bad. I cannot make a strong argument. You know, Marlon Humphrey, Mika Fitzpatrick, Eddie Jackson, haha Clinton Dix, any like any of these guys. I'm okay with this, you know, Patrick Sertan most recently. Mark Barron, all of these guys. If you want to go Rolando McLean and um what's his name? The outside linebacker on the Patriots. Um Dante Hightower. Dante like, Hightower. Yeah. All these guys. Like, I'm okay with any of them. But I think they all cancel each other out. The excellence cancels each other out. Cancels, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. I don't know how you do it on defense. I don't know how you do it. I, I really don't. And so the question is, okay, you're either going to do, you're going to pick two names from a hat on defense. You want Reuben Foster? Okay. <laughs> we can go with any of them. Great. Yeah. Or you could go on the offensive side. And on the offensive side, I guess the quarterback would have to be Tua. It could be Tua. It could be Mac Jones. It could be AJ McCarron. I think it, it would probably have to. isn't Greg McElroy. It's not Greg McElroy. No. Probably not with John Parker Wilson. Probably not him. I think and it's then, Tua. And then who else is it? Because they've had an incredible just roster of ridiculous wide receivers. The running backs have been equally as absurd. So you you have You've rooted for a team in the postseason against both, uh, like guys. I mean, whether it's Julio Jones, whether it's Devonte Smith, whether it's Calvin Ridley, whether it's um, Amari Cooper. Who oh, is? Amari, if, if, I forgot if, about Amari Cooper. Who puts the fear of life into your brain <sighs> as Notre Dame takes the field on defense against Alabama? Is it Devonte Smith? Is it's, it Julio? I was going to say it's either Julio. Or Amari Cooper. Oh, okay. Devontae Smith almost single-handedly beat Notre Dame. He did, yeah. Like three months ago, yeah. Um, Man, I I just, it doesn't matter. You, you can pick any of these guys. And I, the thing is, I still don't know if, would you take any combo here from Alabama over Adrian Peterson and Kyler Murray? Because that's what it comes no. down to. No, not necessarily. Okay. Adrian Peterson, at his absolute apex, was as physically dominant and scary a running back as we've seen. I don't, what, I don't know what his measurable measurables were as a, a freshman in college. Well, he was Six, one of the two two ten whatever it was. He was one of the guys who, if they would have let him, he would have gone pro. Yes. Instead Absolutely. of going and playing college, which yeah. he probably could have. Not most yeah. people can't, but he probably yeah. could have swung it. Um, one percent of the one percent. So yeah, I. I have a hard time picking almost anybody over Peterson and Kyler, but if we're going to do it, it's going to come from the Bama side because they're just so loaded all the time. You get to pick the two. I'll let you pick the two. Uh, Just for the record, we didn't mention Heisman winner Mark Ingram or Heisman winner Derrick Henry. It's an embarrassment of riches. Right. So you pick. Go ahead. Um... I am going to go Kyler Peterson. I'm doing it. 
over a double first round pick. Yeah, over, over your your entry, Alabama. Yeah. What? But who for Alabama? Oh, for who am I going to pick from Alabama? Yeah. What's your duo? Um, Tua and Devonte. Wow. There's an effortlessness that is so scary that little he, bit of recency bias there. It's okay. We're it's friends. Total recency bias. It's fine. It's fine. And it's a much more wide open, you know, the Sark offense, if, you know, if Julio Jones were in the Sark offense, what are we talking about? So, man, I don't know who was the, who was the offensive coordinator for Julio? Was that like a, a Doug Nussmeyer, a Jim McElwain? That was that era of Alabama football. Right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with Devontae and I know it's recency, but it's, you know the the scariest guy is the small guy, right? It's it's the guy with that right. looks like he has nothing to lose, and just isn't backing down from the bigger dude. It's you know, it's the mongoose taking down the cobra. I'm gonna I'm just I'm gonna go with Devonte Smith and Tua. Okay, and you're that, taking you're taking them over Oklahoma or no? Oklahoma? I'm taking Kyler and Adrian Peterson. Okay, I think I, that's I think that's a good strength pick. combo. Yeah, it's impossible. Like. I cannot make a strong case for it. There is no strong, relevant, sensical case for either of these over each other. Kyler was smaller, but Devontae Smith is smaller. All right. Well, then that brings us to Ohio State and Clemson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the obvious pairing on the Clemson side, and I know you got Nuke Hopkins here. I loved him. Sammy Watkins... At Clemson, I just, I don't know. I feel like he was kind of like a different order of magnitude. I think it's Sammy Watkins and Deshaun Watson. Okay. Um, Or it could be Trevor Lawrence, too. That's the other thing. Wow. Or it could be Christian Wilkins and Vic Beasley. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Vic Beasley, All-American. Christian Wilkins, incredible. Can do the splits. Right. Have we shown enough love to a giant and scary defensive front combination. I don't no, know if we have. Definitely have not. Brent Venables, Christian Wilkins, Vic Beasley, off the edge. But then you want to talk, you know, Kevin Dodd and uh, Shaq Lawson and all these guys, you know, that, you know, Cleland Furl, little Furl, oh. um, Austin Bryant, like all these, like there's a ton of options along that defensive line. Man. Do I go Deshaun? Do I go Trevor Lawrence? I'm going Deshaun Watson. There's something about his running ability and how clutch he was and the if way this he came is, through. Let's put it this way. If this is a true NBA jam type of setup, having that versatility of Deshaun Watson, and that's not to say that Trevor Lawrence couldn't run. Man, we Trevor know. Lawrence ran had like a 65-yard touchdown we know that against he Ohio run. State. We yeah. know that he could run. But I'll, I'll go to Sean here for the for the sake of argument. Okay. Sean and Sammy, who do you want on the Ohio State side? Man. Okay, so you have this incredible run of defensive linemen, but I don't know if there's an... Is there a defensive tackle that you would pair with one of the Bosa brothers or Chase Young? I don't know. Could you pair one of the Bosa's with Chase Young? They both played end. I mean, can we move them around like it's a depth chart? 
I mean, they did move around some on passing downs, but I think they are all they are all true ends, I believe, for Ohio State. There are two ends three. on the field at the same time. I understand, but we're talking complementary. You I get the pick here. Guys you get the lining pick. up next to each other. I'll let you pick. So the other side is you, you want Braxton Miller or do you want Justin Fields? And it's probably Michael Thomas, but we can have a conversation about Devin Smith. You know. I would say Fields the, and Thomas. Fields and Thomas. Dane Sandsenbacher not sneaking no. into your Still cerebral cortex? Thomas. Still go Michael, okay. Michael Thomas. Okay. Is that your pick? Fields and Thomas? <sighs> there have been so many good... Oh, man. The corners and safety and Denzel Ward, Malik Hooker, like all these guys. Incredible. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Justin Fields and Michael Thomas, but I, I just I hate this offensive bias that we're showing. Fields and Thomas versus Deshaun... Insane. Well, hold on. Who are the who are the actual like who is the actual scariest recent Ohio in the last twenty years Ohio State player? Is it Chase Young? So are we just ignoring one, that fact. The, might be one of the Boses. Yeah, but Nick didn't play a ton. Obviously, he he sat out after getting hurt with a serious injury his his final season. Joey was incredible. It's probably Chase Young in terms of pure scariness, not necessarily production. He was double teamed. He was just the. The guy you want lining up in your uniform is probably Chase Young above all the other guys available, right? Okay. So at that point, I'm just going to choose. I mean, what you want, Hankins or Adolphus Washington, some guy like that? All right. I'm, I'm redoing the sheet here. So okay. Hankins. Okay. I don't, either way, I don't think anyone's beating Deshaun and Sammy. Michael my, Thomas did not have like a 1,900 yard receiving no. season for Ohio no, he State. Didn't. He did. He came into his own even more so when he got to the NFL. Yeah. The Drew Brees. I think you got to yeah. go to Sean and Sammy here. I think that's the only way to fly. Um, I think New Hopkins was better at Clemson than Sammy Watkins, but uh, I defer to you. I'm going to Sean and Sammy, and they're my pick to go through. <sighs> okay. I'm not going to use my override in this round. And I'm going to plug in Georgia against Iowa and the offensive line tandem. So we got... So now we have to decide who actually... So Georgia gets a bye for some reason. Right. Georgia against round. Iowa. You, thought, you think the Iowa duo is the weakest? No, I just picked out of a hat here. Oh, okay. Eventually, they're going to have to play someone better anyway. So it's Stafford and AJ Green against the Wirfs and Scherf combo from Iowa. Which scares you more? I think the Iowa offensive line. All right, done. 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 There was an inconsistent nature to that time in Georgia football, if I'm remembering correctly. I know that 2000, what, seven, eight team with Matt Stafford that just absolutely shelled Hawaii. They were incredible. The best of A.J. Green, but A.J. Green also... But no, we're not talking about production. We're not talking about the ability to stay on the field. We're talking about pure scariness. I'd rather build a team around the Iowa offensive line. Yeah, right. I'm doing that. So here's what's going to happen. I will put together. Earth movers. I will yeah. put together this list and we will get to the deeper rounds of this here competition on our Wednesday show. Great. Right in. Please tweet us. Instagram us, solidverbal at gmail.com, and itemize every single 
pick of who should represent and who would win the matchup. Itemize every single one we got wrong if you have the time in your day, because there are a lot, I'm sure. We're going to get destroyed for this, you know that. That's fine, but we encourage it. Please write in. We do encourage it. Write in solidverbal at gmail.com. Also go to the website solidverbal.com if you want to find all the old stuff that we have to offer. You can find it there, newsletter.solidverbal.com. If you want to sign up for the newsletter, please do write in. Let us know your thoughts. Also going out to verballers.com if you're interested in the Patreon. Dan, that's all I got. Yeah, I'm pretty dehydrated. Okay, we'll go drink. I need to this. Yeah. Go drink. For that guy over there, my good friend Dan Rubin. For myself, Ty Hildenbrand. Thank you, as always, for playing along with the madness. Talk to you all soon. In the Peace. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.